Before today, two clubs from India tried their luck but couldn't qualify for the final. Can Bengaluru FC break that jinx and become the first Indian club to qualify for the finals of the AFC Cup? Well, that will be our hot topic of discussion today at Injury Time. Hello, this is Naveen in the company of, well, I have quite a good company today. Sandeep returning after missing the last episode. Hello. Sudarshan also making a comeback. Hi. And Arvind who's back after featuring the second episode of Injury Time. Hey. So that sounded like a lineup, isn't it? A football lineup. People making too many comebacks. So guys, moving on. A big game. Bengaluru FC up against the reigning champions, the champions of Malaysia, Johar Darul Takshan. How, how well is it poised? How good is this match? And how interesting will it be? Um, difficult to call actually. I think it will be much more closer than what people expect. They think Malaysian team will just walk away with it. They are missing few people. Bangalore, although they have never won, they have never lost spectacularly either. Always been close matches. So. I think maybe Bangalore, if they play their cards right, can edge it. What about you, Sudarshan? What do you think? Who has the advantage going into tomorrow's match? Well, advantage, we don't know, but uh, two things that came out in the pre-match press conferences and the interaction with Chetri was pretty indicative of how strong Johar might be because he said that when they went there, they were pretty much beaten by an all-Malaysian side. And that was during the group stages of the yeah group AFC stages exactly. and even today in the press conference uh, when you asked Roka he said four of their substitutes play in the Malaysian national team so I think they are pretty well covered even if they miss those uh, people strikers, up front yeah. the Argentine strikers up but having said that Bengaluru has done well enough to eke out an away goal a Eugene Singh uh, Eugene Lindos blinder from 25 yards which gave them that crucial away goal Arvind do you think that will come in handy for Bengaluru tomorrow? I, absolutely, yeah. And uh, considering tomorrow will be the actual first home game for Bengaluru FC because the last time we, the home crowd missed out because of the Kaveri protests. So the home fans' presence, I think, will make a huge difference in, the, in boosting the morale of the players. And yeah, it's also that a lot of talk has been about how Bengaluru has not scored or things but their defence has been extremely good and more than anything I think that might come in handy tomorrow rather than say trying to score goals or anything like that because Chetri did say that they wouldn't have the pressure or the urgency to start attacking mm. from the, the start right. so yeah the, that cushion always helps and there is that is, I, I see that also as a negative thing because they keep a lot of the ball and if you don't play your cards right, most of the time when you keep the ball, the chances of you losing the ball are pretty high, especially deep in your own field. So, like uh, we asked Roka, they had 25, Johar had 25 shots, 24 shots. 24 uh, shots on gold compared yeah, to the top uh, Yeah, so that is very important because they might just get uh, caught on the break. And Johar has to score twice, minimum yeah. two. No, they just need a one nil win. Yeah. That could okay. also see them through. Yeah. But if they need it. Which I think is very... They are very capable of getting that. Although that ma the first leg was pretty, I you can't. It was pretty disjointed performance from both sides but to like, an extent. But we spoke to Mandar Tamani, who's the CTO of BFC, who he, who was in Malaysia for that first leg. He said there were few chances where Amrindan pu pulled off a, quite a number of good saves, and BFC like BFC also ended up missing um, chances on the goal mouth. So if those goals would have gone in, the equation would have been completely different, isn't it? I don't believe in people saying, you know, if the goalkeeper hadn't saved, that the point of a goalkeeper is to save the shots. 
and if he's doing it, he's doing his job correctly. And that's pretty much what our, I mean, Amrinder, we know, is a top keeper. And uh, chances are, shots like that, he'll still save again. So, uh, I don't think that... Well, I don't do that. Like he said, I don't think a lot of times when they say if the goalkeeper has to make the saves, it's a useless team because goalkeeper is also one among the 11. Yeah. But my, my point was... Johar has had 24 shots on the ta on, ta on target last time on round. target or shots on goal? I think shots on target, is not on goal. So they have that's, more that's shots than 27? Yeah, more, 24. So they had more than, 24 is what hit the target? Hit the target, yes. That's a lot. So that's a lot. So give, given that 24 shots were on target, does, does the Bengaluru defence have a really tough time tomorrow? Uh, they absolutely have a tough time tomorrow and... Uh, Amrinda saving a lot of uh, shots uh, is not going to help TFC and uh, although Albert Proka has indicated that they are going all out to get a goal of their own and uh, to a few of the questions in the press conference he kept saying that we'll improve our uh, attacking performance and our defence has been really good it's because of the hard work that we put in so I guess Bengaluru FC will also have a surprising factor that they will bring in tomorrow. And, and uh, he mentioned uh, just an update. Uh, John Johnson, Jono is not. He had a, I think, a muscle injury during midweek. Yeah, muscle pull, I okay. think. So uh, he should make it, but there is a little bit of an issue there. But yeah, one thing that I want to ask you all: Does Bengaluru have anything to lose? No, that's that's one thing that's going for them. They have nothing to lose because they have reached some the semi-final which nobody expected. And now they are going to, you know, and they did well in the first leg of the semi-final, which again nobody expected. And now they can just... The low, none of the other two teams ever did that, this well in the first leg of the, their semi-final, yeah, if so I'm not wrong. It's, anyway, it's new territory for... Tempo and East Bengal. Tempo yeah, and East Bengal, okay. yes. It's a new territory for any Indian football team, so... Do you think all this is because of the system that the new coach brought in? Mm. Tampans Rovers was, uh, frankly speaking, a very bad, very poor team. No, but uh, more than what the, the system that Albert Roca has brought in, I think it's the system that BFC is set up on. So the transition also has been more or less swift. It's been very smooth. The players are adapting yeah. well. And also that uh, when Roca today, when we asked him hmm. what exactly happened in those two months, months yeah. so he said what we, he tried to do, he put in a structure which was not there before or anything like that. And then he said this is just one step. This match, if if by that, I understood that what he said was that even if they win, even if they win, it doesn't mean that BFC has actually uh, completely adapted to his style. Mm -hmm. And if they lose, it doesn't mean that it's not working also because yeah. three games don't it's say still, anything. It's That's still work in progress yeah. for him. But but uh, he's done remarkably well considering it's just been three games. Right. They're pretty well adjusted to the format. But even that's what he says. He says it's just been three games, so you can't judge yeah. by the performance of these three games. Well, having said that, Johar will be missing quite a number of key players in this side. The two Argentine strikers who've been key for them are not there, out suspended. The third striker, the Malaysian guy, Amir Yahai, was also missing out. So the onus will be on the guys who are up there tomorrow. The the all Malaysian unit, like we have we've been <coughs> mentioning this before, and their uh, central defender, the Bra Brazilian. Brazilian guy, if I can have his name, no, I can't. Sorry. So these will be the guys who will be key to Johor's plans tomorrow, isn't it? Don't you all think so? Because missing out on uh, on the Argentine strikers could be a big hit for them. 
Yeah, but then again, like how like Eugene told before, me, yeah. yeah, there is they have enough backup to come in and get the job done. But uh, more importantly, I so think what we should uh, touch upon is that uh, when what is this? Uh, the coach Maria Gomez, he made a statement saying um, that the, there were some issues with the referee. How they have been given six yellow cards in the last match. I think they have. Uh, ten before that. Yeah, and they have. Uh, I think at least ten people who are on, uh, who are who are on one yellow, who might get suspended if they get. To the final. One, yeah, yeah, one more. Also, the referee yeah. spoke quite a bit about the ref. Uh, sorry. The coach. The coach. Coach. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. Disparaging <laughs> remarks about uh, uh, the refereeing yeah. and saying that you know what we when we tackle we get a yellow card yeah. and they yeah. tackle is just you know let them. But having it. said that, it's pretty surprising that the club has not filed an official complaint. I, this is. I think this is no, just a mental game. No, it's not that uh, the club has not. But when we asked, he said nothing. He didn't say whether they did it or not. All that he wanted was like how players commit professional fouls. He wanted clean mistakes from the referee. Yeah. So, Repeatedly I mean, clean he would, mistakes. <laughs> he would take clean mistakes, mm-hmm. but not. Yeah. So I think, you yeah. think this might be just to put some extra pressure on the referee? Maybe yes. Because he spoke and he kept saying, "I say before, because, not after." Because like we, I mean, like you said, there's a lot riding on this match mm-hmm. for Johor than DFC. So. Yeah. They have a lot to lose like, than Bengaluru FC. Defending champions. Right, but. What does this match mean for Indian football on on the la- largest scale? Because Chetri in an interview yesterday said this is an opportunity for Indian football to write a new chapter. So, what exactly does this mean for football as a whole in this country? Uh, I'll tell you what uh, Mandar Tamhane, the chief technical officer of BFC, told me. I asked him the same question, and he said all the players know it's more important than ever. They realize that it's one of the best opportunities for the current lot. To prove themselves that they are the best in the they belong to the elite group. They belong to the elite group and they are ready to compete against the likes of Iran, Iraq, and South Australia, Korea. New Zealand. So they realize and even the East Asian sites. Yeah, even the East Asian, Korea, Japan, Japan, Korea. So they realize it's more important. It's not just a game; it's a chance to make history. So that's what. Is riding on them, and that's what is keeping them going ahead of tomorrow's match. You wonder if they go and win the title, the eleven who play might just have a chance to go abroad and play going forward. Good chance. They'll be seen. They are defending champions. I mean, they became the champions. Yeah, they'll just be, have they'll, a chance. Yeah. There will certainly be more visibility. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, on a personal level, the players might want to get out. But hmm. if it has to benefit us, yeah, we would rather have. AFC champions, team, I mean players who won, playing within and getting more yeah. people. Yeah, I don't know. So it's no, I mean, I just, it could be an added yeah. incentive. Well, that that's a long shot. Let's just yeah. take one match at a time. As everyone in BFC has ever said, one match at a time. We are not looking at the finals. We are just looking at the match at hand. The one again, Johor Darul Takshim, which is tomorrow at the Sri Kantiwa Stadium. Guys, it's not only the players. It's not only the media, but even the fans are. Pretty much excited. They are doing their bit. So how's that working out? Have you been able to keep a track of that? Yeah, I think Arvind. They are uh, designing special banners and uh, well, can, long can, are, are we expecting a full house tomorrow? Uh, uh, yeah, from what I understand. From what I understand, I think there are only 600 tickets remaining. Uh, the West Block A stand is sold completely out. sold out. Is it live? Yes, it is yeah, live. live. Own Star, Star Sports. Sports. Star Sports. Yes. Yeah, and also it's an irony that ISL has no match tomorrow. Yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe to avoid bad publicity. 
There were more people waiting outside the queue to eat food than people inside the stadium. <laughs> That's a really interesting. And even before the match, that. this was uh, Delhi's first home game of the right. season, I guess. Right. And yeah. before the match, uh, the, their coach Zamrata had put out statements saying, "Fans, please come, please come watch the match. Mm-hmm. This is for you guys that we are playing." Still, it did not work out with the people of did Delhi. Did uh, Delhi care uh, yeah. when even when Delhi was there? Not really. I'm not I am sure. not sure. Yeah. They didn't care when Maluda was there. Mm-hmm. Maluda okay. still, still, there. still big. Yeah, yeah they still both big players. Yes. Well, like it's in, it's is is it because the location of the Delhi uh, stadium is? No, stadium far? is not away from the city. I'm not sure. It's, it's not far. Eh? No, it's not far. In such a situation, how do you promote? I think the people of Delhi are more into cricket than football. That's maybe it's a timing thing. Isn't it always? I mean, it's a pattern that football is very prominent in the south, the Could east. Be. And certain pockets in the west, could, central could and be. north India was could were be, never be. be footballing centers per yeah. se. I mean Delhi, Delhi you organize a lot of events just because it gets national visibility. Right. Yeah. Beyond that, there is nothing. But do you think it's because of the seven o'clock thing? Not really. Because of the traffic and all the issues. Not really. Not really. really. That, all that the matches possible, 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 because Delhi is ex- extremely crowded. No, all the matches start at seven o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. You don't those, see people of. But uh, I'm telling you, Kochi, I don't think they'll have this kind of Mumbai. people getting Mumbai there. Mumbai, yeah. Mumbai is an example. Yeah, how is Kolkata in Mumbai? I don't know. Uh, no, or if they want more fans, they can actually get all games to start at eight. Yeah, no yeah that's like, what I was thinking. I don't think it's got anything to do with the match timings. Well, Mumbai crowd, I can tell you one thing. The team has moved from D.Y. Patel Stadium, which is a huge stadium. It was difficult for them to fill in, to the Mumbai Football Arena, which is at the Andheri Sports Complex. And the crowd seems to be decent. Because, probably because the stadium is small, so it yeah, looks full, so it looks good. Could th- That could be probably a reason. And this one is more prominently in the city rather than being in Navi Mumbai like the D.Y. Patel Stadium was. So that's one reason why I think Mumbai this time around can eat in more fans for their matches, especially for the like home games. Not only for the Mumbai game, even when India played Puerto Rico in Mumbai, there's quite a number of people. That being said, because uh, Mumbai was hosting an international match after 66 years, if I'm not wrong, yeah. hmm. so that could be a reason why you had a lot of number, a lot of people turning up then. But one place where you have n- you never have a problem of fans turning up is Goa. How is Goa shaping up? Two years they've been and phenomenally. You've covered matches in Goa. They've, they've been phenomenally well well off in the first two seasons under Zico but this time around looks a bit yeah, shaky. It's been a very shaky start and I was surprised that Zico actually came back mm-hmm. because he had pretty much indicated the last time that it's not, happen. it's not happening. Like, See, he is one person who might not, I don't know, but he doesn't seem to be like one who cares for the money hmm. because he has been to places where nobody would dare go. He went to Japan, right? First? Yeah, first was yeah. Japan and Middle East countries, etc. Where, and and it's also that whenever he's there, when he trains the teams, he looks very genuinely involved, and the and the players lot of, have a lot of affection for him, the way they speak and stuff like that. I mean, four games is still very yeah. easy because Chennai were in worse situation last exactly. year, exactly, and Ended they had to win the five of the last six, and they somehow yeah. scraped through. Yeah. So yeah, early days. But what he has done thus far is pretty. I mean, it's one of the. It's been one of the very stable exactly. clubs uh, in exactly. within ISL. Mm-hmm. I think they are the Most only club who ha- didn't change the coach at all. No, right? Matraji is there. Ah, okay. Matraji. But he initially came as a player, right? He was yeah, a but player he was a player manager. Player manager. Okay, okay. But he was always that role was always there. So yeah, it would be better if 
if we have Zico for a seven-month league when it's supposed to start yeah. next year. Uh, Hopefully, like, fingers yeah. crossed. We, uh, not next year, next to next year. Next, 17. Next year no, is the World Cup. I don't think that's happening. Okay. They'll happen only after the okay. World Cup. So uh, after the World Cup. Yeah. But, that is but people there are very passionate hmm. about yeah. this. And hopefully. But one good thing I I've really liked about Zico is the fact that he's come out and open and said that if you have seven foreigners playing playing in in the playing eleven for yes. for a team, yes, he's always been open. Indian but football has never improved. Ridiculous rule. Yeah, because. To be fair. He, with, is it six? Six and five. Six, six and five. five. So he, he even been. even with that case, I don't see like he he was very critical that Indian football won't improve unless and until you let Indian players play with the help of these foreigners who can just help them round. Because that was an interesting comparison that he has always made. Like he looked at Qatar. Okay, Qatar had big money. They could have got Perez. They could have got anybody Anyone. to come. But still, they had a rule where you can't play more than two. Oh, right. And they used to spend one on a really good foreigner who is still in his late twenties right. or mid twenties who can still influence a game. Like Perez couldn't influence a game. Right. First mm. season Perez was the attraction. Yeah. So some 300 Arsenal fans came to watch the match. <laughs> but if you spend on a really good foreigner, if you remember that Cameron Watson spoke about one Galatasaray yeah, yeah, guy who midfielder. played in Australian yeah. uh, league, right. who was still pretty good, uh-huh. and he's still pretty good. So a lot of people will come and watch, and you can improve the team. You can improve the people around him. So this is this is one that he has been always focusing on. But, but I, you know, there is another thing in in that like first season they brought in Del Piero Perez. I and un- first season I understand. Yeah, so they wanted eyeballs on the product, so you got it. So subsequently, when the next season, like how Northwest United, has, Northeast, Northeast United, they have Nico Velez as their uh, main player. And Nico Velez played in the AFC Cup two years ago. He's I think 28, 29. He's a very good, uh, good quality striker. And they are reaping the benefits of that because you are ca- a lot of the time you are carrying that foreign like the marquee player because he's not up to the standard. And it's also coming from Zico. It has a lot of weight because he was there when Japan introduced football. Mm-hmm. Because Japan, India at least has a professional structure. I League was there before ISL. Japan didn't have anything. Well, they this was before the 2002 World Cup. No, no, it was in early 93. 93 was when J League started. Right. It started in 93, and they didn't have football. a football structure at all. Mm. They got Lineker, they got Zico. So all that was first year. Mm. But they they got young players, they got academies, and within five years they qualified for the World Cup. Things to learn from them, isn't it? Yeah. So, but I mean, I don't have a problem with ISL having six and five. But I have a problem with them claiming Premier League and stuff because IPL, for whatever for whatever it's worth, there's only four four foreigners, and the rest of them are Indians. But that's so because Indian cricketers are good in themselves. Yeah. Right? So yeah, because IPL's main intention is not so to at least say that they intend to yeah, improve so they, Indian. They know what they are because Ranji Trophy, Dilip Trophy, all those will be the domestic competition forever. IPL is just. Something for maybe a young player you can see him because they get more visibility. That's pretty Something much. Something like a surprise Khan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah reduce well, let's let's get yeah. into it. But I think this problem with ISL will be sorted once it becomes the premier competition of the country because AFC then rules, yeah. they'll have to adhere to the AFC guidelines, which suggests that you can only have four foreigners. And then you won't of get Of which these one should be an Asian. Yeah, and then you won't get these kind of players because you can't afford, afford to. to exactly have. because you're into a competitive league. And you have a proper league for seven months. With so, weekend stuff and right, and how much of a toll does a league like this, a league like the ISL, take on a player? Because you play day in and day out, you travel length and breadth of the country. How bad is it for a player from a player's perspective? 
India is a very big country. Yeah. It's much more difficult for it's players like traveling to travel. in Europe. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. England they travel maybe Arsenal went took a flight for what seven minutes, eight minutes to go to one of the away games last time. Yeah. They took a flight. Yeah. They took a flight like Chartered just like flight. a half an hour <laughs> drive. But anyway, says they did that. But India is a big country. Ashley always said travel takes a lot out of you. Like going to places like Aizwal and Shillong is a horrendous task. Yeah, yeah and it's also that. This time, I mean, we cover Goa at the office and we check, uh, last year the things were like, there used to be games where Goa would play two games at home, at home, within <coughs> quick succession. Uh-huh. And this time, every game has a six day gap at home oh. and in between they fly. This oh, too much be the other travel. way around. But that will in turn help another team, right? Yeah, but if it's the same way for everybody, that's a... Uh, well, I see pictures of these players, players like Jayesh Rane, JJ putting up on Instagram with lying on their bed and going through their recovery process. I don't know how much of a you can't, that is. You can't play every three days and travel so much. It's just not possible. So, obviously, the standards will drop a little bit. There's because no doubt about this it. is where... Uh, and might be even injury. This is where the difference between cricket and uh, football hmm. comes. Football is a more intense yeah, game yeah. and you need more recovery. Even though it's played for the shorter duration. Yeah, yes. right. Cricket, I mean, they do test, no? Five yeah. days, it's still okay. And this is why I think uh, Chennai last time didn't have uh, the same centre-back pairing for two successive matches. Mm. So some mm. poor people who were kept on rotating, kept on yeah. rotating. Hopefully things can turn for good very soon, but in Premier League, things look good or doesn't it? Like, or does it? Or doesn't it? How is it? It's interesting. Yeah, How is it shaping up? Pep Guardiola might just go and win this year. Yeah, what about Pep Guardiola's Manchester City? A lot was said about them yeah, so as the season began. Guardiola apparently used a 3-2-2-3 formation or something like that. I'm not that. getting into it. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's so it was so confusing. Yeah. Well, they missed two penalties, Kevin De Bruyne and then Soji Aguero. Aguero has missed how many now? Three in the last week. He yeah. missed two for Argentina. Argentina also. Do yeah. you think a lot was said of their perfect start and... Uh, yeah, I think now they're getting not found out, but a little bit. No, not really, because they played clubs which finished 20, 18, 19, mm-hmm. and no big, like that. No, no big games. No big games. But by that count, what Liverpool did was much more creditable. They went they to have, Arsenal, they went to City away. They went to City Chelsea. Away. No, no, uh, they no, went City, to no. Chelsea away. Chelsea, Chelsea away, Tottenham away. And uh, Tottenham, they, they got a draw, right? Yeah, draw, exactly. They did pretty, pretty well. Mm-hmm. And what about the defending champions? Oh, Leicester City. Leicester. Well, different team champions seem to have given up. Yeah, I mean, League. it's like properly they're like we are Champions League is our thing this year. Forget Premier League. We know <laughs> we won't be relegated, so we'll just chill. <laughs> Champions League, we'll go and do what we can. Well, how do you know that they won't be relegated? No, they probably they're too good. I mean, played, one is uh, for Sunderland. You remember the last time, the first uh, <laughs> one spot eight months of the season, Ranieri kept saying we want 40 points. <laughs> but he always knew. <laughs> this is like Ashley saying, no, no, we have no pressure in the first league, first division. Like first time when BFC the first year, and he's like, we have no pressure, we don't care, we have no pressure. But the, after the moment they won the title, so we went and asked him like, when did you know? He's like, before when we were playing pre-season, we played India and we beat them three by three goals. I knew then. <laughs> I just said it because I didn't want the players to have any issues. And, then, and we were like, we know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty smart. What about Arsenal? Their win against Swansea, a 2-1 win, if I'm not wrong? This is the first three, time they've won three, two, against one. Swansea. 3-2, three, 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 yeah. yeah. They three apparently have the three, worst record against, record against the Swansea. Swansea. Yeah. The they had side. that uh, guy who used to crawl like uh, animal. Puppet Timbi Gomez. Ah, yeah, he, 
he spoilt a lot of things for arsenal and this time also they had a red card for granit chaka got a red card chaka got a red card red card and for was kept quite this time round who leroy for the swansea striker i don't know if it's changing for arsenal but this is a two matches that they were tipped to lose yeah some was kept through that 1-0 against burnley 1-0 handball goal yeah something i don't know if it's handball most Two yeah, weeks back. Yeah, the Burnley, the horrible. And that then this one was three two. So these were games where they used to be like. Initially, that's how it started last season. Also, you had Aaron Ramsey scoring uh, the last minute goals against mm. many of the teams. So they start like this. They go. They reach the first place February, by the time yeah. it's Christmas, and then. Did it also help that? I think Granit Jaka. There's, Jaka's too, much, there's too much focus on other managers that Wenger can actually be taking easy. Yeah. Could be. Yes, but and uh, the most impressive team for me was uh, Burnmouth. Six nil, six nil. Against? Against? Uh, I think that was Watford. No, uh, Hull. Mike Phelan. Oh, and Hull. Jack Welch. Yeah, then Mike Phelan got the job permanently, and then <laughs> Burnmouth just came in. <laughs> Jack Welch is. He played seventy nine minutes. Is he having an impact there? Yeah, he's playing well. But he's not finished one 90-minute match in, I think, over a year, or maybe more. Either way, they look very good. Well, of all these matches, one match that really bored me to death was Liverpool United. Okay, I so you were going to say Chelsea would have beat me up. I, that, that was because uh, the man is a Liverpool supporter. Definitely, yeah. I stayed up towards that match, and it was not worth it. I would say. Oh, Manchester United pressed in the first few minutes, and then Liverpool couldn't break Manchester United in the next few minutes. Uh, Same thing in both half. <laughs> and when they tried, when they when they did break, simply couldn't score because Liverpool David Ayer really had really was on. At least, do you think it gives a break to Jose Mourinho? No, he doesn't need a break. He'll just find something else now. Fine. Next next week is Chelsea, so. That's going to be a bigger like for him personally. No he'll be break a on the spotlight that he's not doing anything, which is he's still not doing anything. <laughs> no, like now they know how to stop teams. Mm. But what next? Like yeah, four so matches, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic has not scored. First time it's happened since. But to Manchester United themselves haven't scored. Other than for Leicester, that match against Leicester, they haven't scored far too many goals. The first half against Stoke was good. <laughs> they played really well. They should have scored a lot more than the zero. Mm. But then Joe Allen sc- like spoiled that party yeah. for them. Yeah. So it's it's not like see these these are matches where Mourinho is pretty. He Cost knows what it. to do <laughs> to stop the other team. If it had been a plan B, it should have been. Yeah. Great result. It's it's still a very good result for them going exactly. to Anfield and getting a draw. Right. But that would be a great result only if it's seen with say what he is doing elsewhere. Mm-hmm. If he is beating Stoke easily, if he is uh-huh. beating Hull easily, then this could have been a definite plan B. We know what to do to win the league. Right. This is what we need to avoid defeat. Right. But mm-hmm. it's but if this becomes his plan A, then it's don't yeah. know where United is heading to. But I have to say I'm very happy to see Chelsea substitute three <laughs> academy players. <laughs> Chalhoba for the first time. I think it's more I than hundred. I think those two academy players have been there at Chelsea since yeah. their birth. Yeah, that guy <laughs> Chalhoba has played more than hundred games, and this is his Chelsea Premier League debut. And he assisted with the black the back heel. That was a. I was very happy. I, that is the first. Okay, forget that. A black guy with a back heel. <laughs> Chelsea wins the youth cup every year. Yeah, they had none of them make it through. <laughs> <That's> someone <laughs> asked this question. Like someone. Some famous guy asked, like, uh, I think it was Gary Neville who was like, Chelsea win the Youth Cup every year. Where are these players? What are you doing? And then you go and buy. But David Lewis apparently is playing very well. He was very 
nice to see him play. <laughs> the three-man defense, Conte has done what he always wanted to do. Well, looks like John Terry won't be playing. There are midweek matches this time round, isn't it? We have Champions League happening. No Chelsea, yeah. no Liverpool, no United's playing Europa. Okay, fine. But before that, you have Pep Guardiola <laughs> returning to Barcelona. Could be an interesting match. Tottenham up against the yeah, Tottenham of Bundesliga. That's what they call them, right? Bayer Leverkusen. Supposedly. <laughs> Supposedly. Leon up against. They are an interesting team. Yeah. Uh, Leon up against Juventus and the uh, and uh, Real Madrid up against Liga Warsaw. That could be a, that kick, will be a walk sided. in the park for yeah. them. But we see all the top teams in La Liga, Atletico, <laughs> Barcelona, Real Madrid, all of them smash their opponents this week. Hasn't it always been the case? Yeah. They but used not... to hit uh, Granada for 10-0. <laughs> it was a competition so, among yeah. themselves. Who will yeah. win the, and the six, sad thing four, is and in, uh, five or seven? Four nil, uh, six one and uh, see, seven. Yeah. They are the gulf between the top three and the rest of the 17 is just so bad. But and then the others, other 17 are very good, like equally competitive. <laughs> and it's a league where goal difference doesn't matter. So if you score yeah, 7 or 8, it, it doesn't yeah, matter. It's head to head, that's very weird. Mm. I think Indian league was head to head for yeah. a while, no? It's still, I-league is still head to head. I thought it was, they changed to goal difference. It's still head to head. Okay, that is weird. For head to head comes first, then rest follows. Yeah. Pretty weird, yes. But uh, talking more about Bundesliga, Bayern Munich, the champions have not won a match in the past three encounters, is it? Yeah, they are winless in the last three. They and may be uh, cooling off from Guardiola to Ancelotti. So apparently, uh, Ancelotti being a, a nicer guy who is more chilled out and yeah. who is allowing more time for the people like other than Guardiola who is always involved and wants to get this thing done. That yeah, is Guardiola has switched off the Wi-Fi in, uh, <laughs> in the Where do you get such news? Guardian, huh? <laughs> He's apparently switched off the Wi-Fi, so I, I wouldn't think uh, Ancelotti will ever do this no, to but anybody. So apparently Probably that is affecting them adversely. Given the freedom of doing what they want, mm-hmm. so that is one of the things that they busy. Apparently, even uh, Aaron Robin came out and said some uh, comments, made some comments against Ancelotti. I think oh, I'm not it? sure. Is, is he really? Yeah. Their uh, play, like their build up to the league was similar to that of Man City, perfect start and yeah. everything. So this three winless streak, mm-hmm. just you That's have a, a good run and then you. But they got away leaves. with a lot of win with the Timich guy scoring a few yeah. goals. Mm. Yeah, I think they had a great win. First two matches, I think they smashed 11 goals or something. Then No, they so hit uh, Werder Bremen for 6. Yeah. yeah. So, that I... Okay. 6? Six, uh, 6 was it? No, six, but it's a very really like Lewandowski yeah, and Muller yeah, and all of them. Everyone scored in that match. And they have an embarrassment of Richard. If you look at yeah, the yeah. subs mm-hmm. bench. Right. And they have uh, Coman, uh, all those fellows sitting on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Arch front half. Piago yeah. has not started. Yeah, I think Javi Martinez is there on the bench. He is also there. Yeah. I think they would do with uh, selling a few players. Well, they have Go paper and they don't have to. They'll buy from <laughs> Dortmund again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, also Icardi in Inter Milan. The big news from Italy. The Italian ultras. Yes. So, what has happened is Icardi has written a book about which the club says it doesn't know. Which is the it most stupidest know, thing? Which is extremely weird. And Icardi, and there is apparently a passage where he has written something about the ultras and some incident that happened last year. Okay, I'll know that. So they're when playing uh, Susaula, I think the team is. And they lost that match. And Icardi went to the fans to talk after the match, gave his shirt by his account to one of the kids, and the ultras no, threw the it back. The initial account was he gave his shirt and uh, they threw he it came back. back. So nothing that transpired there was clear. Yeah, so he claims he gave it to the kids and one of the older people take, took it and threw it out. And then he went and had some few words. 
when then this is the part which is weird he goes back into the locker room he tells them i am from the most horrible place in argentina where people are killed on the streets i can fight them one by one how many of them are there Wasn't that i will bring out killers from argentina yeah he apparently said uh, i'll bring my killers. guys back in argentina are better than you <laughs> yeah the you meaning the the ultras, Milan, the ultras. So, so even within inter milan there is ultras group and another group uh-huh. so ultras like more elitist kind of a group and uh, so last match he was playing he was named the captain he just signed an extension contract ricardi has been their more most important yeah. player this time and so he goes and he gets a penalty then he misses the penalty and he gets booed from this one side he gets cheered or applauded from the other side who's trying to get him back to his old level and then there is banner saying that whatever happens you are still a piece of crap and uh, they came to his house and said we are right here and just let us know when oh, all this has happened when argentina when your argentines come let us know we are waiting right here they put a banner oh. in front of his house this is going horrible like how can the club like inter milan not go through the book that this fellow is writing and then once the book comes which came out last monday and they came out with a statement saying we will look at it next monday <laughs> there is one full week before the match is happening and you know things are going to go down that is horrible mismanagement and they lost the match right they lost the match so did napoli against roma top of the table second third class pretty But weird in seria because fans first of all don't come to watch if you antagonize the people who even come i think empty empty stadiums <laughs> but does italian people really care about all this they have to no, they will inter milan actually draws a good crowd they one of the both the milan club too not so much ac milan but inter milan more so no but italy is slowly i think getting back yeah. because they have a good number of defenders young fellows uh-huh. who are coming ac milan has a couple Ramignoli. of good defenders ramenioli is a very good one rosanaris donnarumma is a goalkeeper goalkeeper is good so they should be in good shape for not 18 but 2020 euros they should be pretty good do you think balotelli will still be around maybe balotelli missed a penalty for uh, nice this weekend which how many people have missed penalty, penalty huh? <laughs> he's a very good penalty taker yeah but he's missed one so how many people have missed penalty people are missing week? penalties huh? <laughs> too many penalty misses this time maybe good good day for goalkeeping <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah maybe unless you're like diego alves <laughs> who saved a lot more penalties and he's conceded like you know this is weird <laughs> yeah well anything else to say i think that's all much big game tomorrow yes so yeah, yeah. quite so excited we will try to bring in uh, a small episode immediately after Hopefully. the match i hope you guys will be there and we can do that and uh, oh arvin theory onry coming to india oh it's the best news mm. of today and yes look at his face glow being an arsenal like fan like an arsenal fan <laughs> <laughs> legend he's not coming to bangalore right he's, he's only going in kolkata kolkata we have seen a lot of these uh, people come and go but wasn't there a rumor that rooney was coming to kolkata or did yeah, he yeah he may welcome he's not playing anymore <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> okay. no did he come two years ago there no, was a rumor simeone come last year no 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 simeone was supposed to be coming one 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 of them came probably some simon might have No, no, no. No, it could they be. Is Simeone or supposed to come? It could be like the press release and they said Atletico Madrid's Koke has been signed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was scary. <laughs> so let's wait till Henry Henry comes because uh, we saw last year that uh, so many of these people promised to come and they never turned up. The yeah. only person who promises and comes is Pele. <laughs> yeah. No, the, and it's also that Maradona came to Kerala. Your hometown? Yes. 
I couldn't go, but okay. Who was it? You saw Ronaldinho, is it? Huh? Ronaldinho. Yeah, Ronaldinho came. Film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He I was, was there. there. I was there. He was, was there. there. Were you on the lamp post? No, no. <laughs> it was funny because this guy, like, I couldn't see anything. It's too crowded anyway. <laughs> Apparently, they climbed on top of the lamp post to see him get out of the school where he was making an appearance. <laughs> the lamp post fell right in front of his car. <laughs> I think Brazilians will be quite used to it because it's not very yeah. different back home yeah. too. So. Just yeah. home for them probably. That uh, the beach and they had the ceremony. Like he was coming out and doing that uh, trophy unveiling. Uh-huh. Packed, packed. Like you can't go anywhere close. Like there was like insane amount of people. Well, that's the kind of fans that someone like Ronaldo. Yeah, and then they fans. none of the, everybody shouting at him in Malayalam. Actually, and this, Ronaldinho is just smiling. This uh-huh. is what I think Zico was Brazil's first sports minister or something. Really? Yeah, I saw it somewhere. I don't know if it's true, but he was the first sports minister and he quit hmm. saying. Not happening. <laughs> Not happening. No, but he is somebody who has always been like the government should never get into football business. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Government shouldn't so get into said, any sports. He said the uh, stadium building and all should be uh, private uh, people's work. And what the government should uh, instead do is, I am a footballer. I am known because of football, but still your basic uh, thing is to provide healthcare and education to people, not uh, come and build football stadiums. Because this quote came up when there were a lot of protests during the World Cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Romario, Zico and all were of one of those uh, guys who were very vocal against mm-hmm. the right. uh, stadium building. Because they built it in some... Mara- what Maracana. Not? No, no, no. no. Manos. Manos. Yeah. Manos, yeah. The stadium is not used. So no one goes there. It's probably used by all the cows. No, the people there don't know what football is. They play Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's so, a game. <laughs> they don't know what football is. They just wanted to spread the game probably. Bello Horizonte, Manao. Maybe. Anyway, on that bombshell. Yes. Yeah, let's just get done with this. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, like you said, we'll do try coming in with a special episode right after the match tomorrow. So do t- stay tuned. For more updates on football, you can follow us on our Facebook page, Injury Time, and also our Twitter handle, Injury Time IND. Please drop in your suggestions. It does help us get better with every passing episode. Until we see you next time. Oh, until we. Until you hear us next time, (laughs) have a great time and enjoy the game.